0: Hi, it's Reina. I'm a TV chef, transcendental musician, neurobiologist, and an internal family systems life coach. This is Creative Relationships, the intense queer love child of on being inside the actor's studio, curb your enthusiasm, and the Muppet Show. If everyone were to go to the jungle, get naked, and take acid together, it's essentially a self-love and creativity show. So if your heart's beating, but your soul's flatlining, a little hot sweat between the ears might just be the magic you didn't know you needed. Stick around, strap in, stay tuned, and we will talk very soon. I love you. Hi, it's Reina, and this is Creative Relationships. Today, I am unpacking some thoughts, freestyling, as I like to do, some thoughts around what it means to be in relationship. What does it mean to be in relationship or in a relationship? I like to use the terminology or the phrasing in relationship. It feels more active somehow rather than you as a passive doer, being in a thing that you're not part of. But to be in relationship is to engage as a part of a larger system. So I'm thinking about what it means to be in relationship. And if you can hear me padding around my floor and sipping on my hot beverage, then (laughs) it's because that's what I'm doing and that's how I think. So... Many of us may have absorbed very old unconscious scripts, narratives, about being in relationship that we're playing out. And I say unconscious because we've bought into these things and there's a value judgment, there's a moral judgment, an old legacy judgment that often comes with breaking from or doing those scripts differently, rejecting those scripts. What do I mean? Being in relationship for many people, not everyone, but for many people, I'd say the majority of people in what we might call Western industrialized society. Being in relationship, being in a relationship means it is romantic, it involves one other person Typically of the opposite gender, there are certain expectations of this person and of the relationship. For example, this person is meant to be monogamous, faithful. What does that mean? That they don't go having sex, physical sex with somebody else. That's a typical narrative right, that deserves a lot of unpacking, that they should be with you forever, right, till death do us part, that one or the other is obliged at some point to say certain words that mean certain things, to make certain kinds of commitments, to share a domestic arrangement together, to produce children together, either biologically or by other means, and then to live domestically in the same walls with said partner and children for the rest of their lives in some kind of utopic harmony. I'm just here to say that's a bunch of bullshit. (laughs) Okay, that's harsh, but what I mean is that is only one very narrow definition. That's also very old. And quite possibly, I will argue, it's outdated. There is so much more we can do and be with each other in this life, at this point in the evolution of the world. So what does it mean to be in relationship? We are always in relationship. We are in relationship with each other, with friends, With lovers, with partners in the moment, who may come and go, who may evolve, who get to evolve, who we don't necessarily need to own as property and dictate the terms of their existence. We are in relationship with ourselves. I might have said that already. This is a very beautiful and deep relationship and as we unpack this idea of what it means to be in relationship, you may also find there is some unconscious bias in you between being in a relationship with somebody else, usually one person, versus being in a relationship with multiple people, for example, in polyamorous relationships, uh, as opposed to being in a relationship with someone of the uh, same gender or a non-traditional gender matching right? There's some hierarchy versus being single, as we say. So examine very carefully. I want to question and surface any unconscious judgments you may have, any unconscious hierarchies you may have in your own mind about what is better and what is not as desirable. One of the most common is that being in a relationship is better than being single. And even this idea of single, being single, I can contest, but maybe that's for a different episode. So let's just look at this one aspect. The idea that being in a relationship is better, inherently better somehow, than being single. Think about how that could be true in some cases. But more interestingly, I'm going to invite you to think about whether and when this could be untrue in some cases. And my challenge to you is this. If you can find one instance in which it is better to be single than to be in a for the sake of this example, in a, um, let's say, a traditional cis-heteronormative monogamous marriage relationship. When is it better to be single than to be in a traditional cis-heteronormative marriage relationship? Think, See if you can think of one example. Okay, maybe it's like a worst-case scenario. Your mind might go to a worst-case scenario right now I want to invite you to bring that back and expand your thinking a little bit what's another scenario in which it may not be great for someone to be in a traditional two-person relationship does that scenario exist in your mind I'll help you take it one step further there is uh, often this idea that say someone was in a traditional relationship And uh, there were kids produced, right? So there are children. This is like a traditional, I don't know, storybook family kind of situation. And the marriage doesn't work out. The people evolve. They grow apart. They separate. They decide to go their separate ways. Part of this unconscious programming that we have is that this is inherently worse for the children. That's what keeps a lot of people stuck in really dysfunctional, really depressing, really toxic, often very abusive situations. Now, the whole social structure that supports all of this is an entirely separate conversation. But I want to acknowledge that there's entire social structure supporting a lot of dysfunction in society. But that's not my point here. My point here is where you have some say and you can think about your own thoughts about staying in such situations, all other things being equal. For example, let's assume you have the intelligence or the resilience or the capacity and the wherewithal to find your own means, or you can trust that you will figure it out to be on your own or be with others. Maybe you move into a community home, right? Maybe you share, I don't know, farm space with someone, Right. There's many options. I'm not trying to give you answers here, but simply to surface the idea that there may be inherent judgment, first of all, and inherent fear that somehow it is worse to be single than in a dysfunctional relationship. So I want you to just take that and just think about it. This is just the kernel of a thought I'm inviting you to explore. What parts of you come up that are triggered by this? Right? Are there parts holding some fear about being alone, about dying alone, about growing old alone? Right? There may be some very dramatic scripts. <laughs> I know because I've had them about what it means to be single and of a certain age, single and of a certain gender or a certain economic status or uh, single and, I don't know, fill in the blanks, right? There's so much. I mean, we see it in the movies. There are songs written about it. Everyone is lovelorn and depressed and sad because they're single and then, wow, they found the love of their life, their soulmate. Hollywood has supported... A lot of these scripts but they are simply they're not untrue but they're not the only ones this is what I'm this is my point I'm not bashing traditional relationships I'm inviting an expanded state of mind to allow permission for things beyond traditional monogamous partnered for life cis heteronormative relationships People get to grow apart. People get to redefine and rewrite relationships. I'm a great example. I separated from my child's other parent three years ago now, as of this recording. Under circumstances that seemed like we would never be able to be in the same, I don't know, same five block radius even, forget the same room. And today, just an hour ago, we're talking about travel plans, multiple travel plans together, very collaboratively, very cooperatively. We live separately. We have no intention of getting back together. There are no romantic feelings. We're in the middle of um, divorce, mediation and blah, 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 blah. But through some really expansive thinking and inner work, I know what I have done to be able to come to this point. To first imagine that there must be some other narrative. What are the judgments that I carry about being alone? Alone, in quotes, because I'm not alone. I have more amazing people around me now than I ever have had before. I feel more supported and loved and heard and understood and seen for who I am than I ever have before. I'm living my life on my terms with the fewest amount of compromises, the least amount of conflict, and the most amount of joy and freedom Than I ever have before. And I continue to have an actually very creative, collaborative, cooperative relationship with my child's other parent. So I'm using myself as an example not to blow smoke up my own butt. um, Because this has been very hard. I mean this is what I coach around now. So that others can maybe get there a little quicker. um, Or not quicker but just more efficiently perhaps with less distress and less destruction because there has been a lot of destruction along the way as well. So I get that. But I'm inviting you to simply examine what judgments you may be unconsciously holding about not being in a traditional relationship. Sexual needs can be fulfilled if they even need to be, which also I, I have a lot to say about that. Um, but I'll save that for also another episode. But think about the fact that you can, you know, people can have sex with other people but have and have no feelings for them. So that doesn't necessarily define a, a relationship. It's like someone you can easily like turn over and f- fuck to be crude so we have all these expectations of this person that lives with us meets all our needs pays half the bills or something like that take care takes care of the kids cleans up the dishes you know satisfies us in bed and continues to tolerate us and we them vice versa I know it's not easy either way and then there's some big prize for staying together through thick and thin which might leave a lot of people very miserable. I mean, hats off to people who want it and do it. That's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about those who feel compelled and pressured by society to get into and stay in forever a relationship that is not working for them. Because there are unconscious thoughts about the alternatives being so much worse i'm just trying to level the playing field think for a moment they're exactly the same the judgment has been brought by our inner judge part that has been trained by society by our families by our culture by so- like by everything around us for generations for a reason it was useful at some point right marriage was used as a political tool relationships were simply means of um gaining property land resources etc producing uh progeny right so there were many other reasons back in the day why it was worth staying together women typically did not have equal means we still don't uh to getting to to work and resources and support and community in the same way. So there was, there's an internal terror and an existential dread that lives within us for legacy, you know, this is legacies now where that fear is very old. But the threat is no longer present in the way that it was before. So that's simply what I'm inviting you to in this episode. Just to examine what your biases are between being in a relationship and not. So I will leave it there. I will leave you to think about that and mull over it and see what comes up for you. Until next time, this is Raina and I invite you to create your most Creative relationships in this lifetime and not the next. Lots of love! And that wraps this episode of Creative Relationships. I'm so glad you're here. And if you're ready to live your most creative, most intentional life, then I invite you to consider joining my life-changing, everlasting, self-love unprogram called Creative Relationships. Go to my website, www.reinajaveri.com. Yes, you will have to spell it, R-A-Y-N-A-J-H-A-V-E-R-I.com. And check it out. It is a program for life. You get my support, all my insight and community, and we get to live your best life inwards, outwards, and into the universe together. I hope to see you there, and I love you already. Bye, talk soon.